to another session of Pep Talk Podcast. Today, um, we are joined, of course, by the main man himself, which is me. (laughs) (laughs) Accompanied by Jacob. Appreciate you, Um, bro. And we have a very special guest today, um, who's part of a company called EverFX, a very well-known brokerage, which we are going to shed a lot more light on. Main man, Connor. How you doing, sir? Hey, everybody. How you doing? Welcome, bro. Glad to have you, man. Yeah, thank you for having me. All good, man. Perfect. So today we're just going to go over a few topics, um, you know, starting off to let you guys know what you're in store for. Um, we're going to touch upon the interest rate that we've recently um, seen with the pound. We're going to go into a bit more information about the euro, what's been going on within the economy. Uh, we will touch upon the Federal Reserve and what they've been up to. <clears throat> Excuse me, fiscal stimulus. More importantly, you've heard us um, go into this a few a few times now. Each each week, um, slowly but surely, we're seeing more signs of fiscal stimulus. So we'll give you a bit more information on what's going on there. Um, also, gold. Okay, a lot of people trade gold. A lot of people are buying gold at the moment. So we'll touch upon gold, um, and we'll uh, and we'll really get to understand a bit more from a retail perspective how a brokerage works. Um, and of course, that's where Connor will come into play. Fantastic. Um, so we'll start off with the interest rates. Tell me, Jacob, the pound, sir. Yes, I bro. Know you closely. I have been. So um, I was actually focused on pound USD from a technical standpoint yesterday. Um, and we, we did put a trade idea out in our Discord. So if you guys aren't involved in that, please do. Uh, get involved to our Lip Capital Discord, man. There's a lot of trading trading gems in there. We're building a community. All are welcome. So please feel free to join. Um, but yeah, so just going over the rate, they they we I was expecting not much to change because we did have that emergency rate cut last week to 0.1%. So I didn't really see them building from that within such a short space of time with the ongoing crisis, with with the virus outbreak and stuff like that. So I wasn't really, I was checking for the result, but I wasn't really, you know, enthusiastic in terms of there being some type of volatility. So it came out, it was to be expected. Um, and yeah, so I'm still in the trade, my trade uh, £4 USD. So um, not real, not much real effect in regards to, you know, the news on the fundamental aspect. Technicals are showing that, uh, the pound is rallying, uh, you know, with the chancellor coming out as well today, um, and he's, uh, you know, he's promising some, some real figures. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting Connor's take on the figures that the sure. chancellor has actually touched on. Um, but he's come out today, and you know, he's saying that, you know, UK government they're going to be supporting self-employed workers through this virus, you know, outbreak or pandemic, as they're calling it. Uh, with payments up to two and a half grand. So that's quite a lot of money, considering... Lots. A lot. Sure. Considering <laughs> the, the government, I've never heard that that type of generosity before. So, yeah. Connor, what's your what's your take on it, man? What do you think? Like, how, how are they going to be able to sustain that? Because we don't even know how long this, this pandemic's going to last. So, um, yeah, so just firstly, thanks, guys, for having me on. Um, yeah, to look at the... What you said earlier about the Bank of England and the rate cut, um, we're at we're at negative, you know, nearly negative uh, interest rates. Yeah. Not point not point one is is not even an interest rate. Yeah. You know, there's no there's no return there's no return there, and we've been there for the last twelve years. 
and it's 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 not really changed. So there was it was never to be expected to see any change today. Um, the the new the new governor of the Bank of England, Andrew Bailey, um, you know, made it very clear that they're not going to do anything mm-hmm. because I think they've got enough. I think they've got enough um, stimulus going in at the moment. Yeah. Um, but that's yeah. That being said, that's where the money's coming from. The money, the, the Bank of England and the government are are in bed together. Yeah. Um, and um, and uh, yeah, so that's where the money's coming from. The money's coming from the Bank of England. Uh, they're trying to keep the, the the reason why they're throwing the money. The, the the truth of the matter is, and this could be a bit of a conspiracy, but um, the, we're the, here the for that, bro. <laughs> we're, we're we're skeptics too, don't worry. <laughs> the real the real reason why they're 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 pushing this um, this helicopter money and this free money is to keep the to keep the property market alive. Okay. Um, and that's what that's what backs the pound. So if the property market is is strong, the pound is strong. The UK economy is strong. Right. Um, and this is why they have assured that everybody can get this money, so that they can continue to pay rent, so that the, the landlords can quote unquote continue to pay their their mortgage or whatever, and keep that keep that that part of the economy running because everything else is is turned off. So um, yeah, that's their that's their goal. Their goal is to keep everything. All the cogs turning, but uh, you know, there's only so much that um, you know, so much money can do. For sure, for sure. But yeah, it's um, I mean, it's positive. Like you know, considering we are in lockdown right now, you know, we're we're welcoming any type of uh, news like that because a lot of people have been affected. You know, I can imagine yep. a lot of people being laid off. Um, the self-employed people, like I've had a few friends reach out and you know, express their fears as such as to, you know, what's, how it's going to go down and, you know, what, what the next coming months is going to bring for them. So, so far, you know, 2020, it's not off to the best start. Sure. I know it's not, I know it's not a, uh, it's not a, you know, you're not going to talk about China in this, in this podcast, but um, speaking to the people that I've spoken to that live in China, right. um, you know, their life is coming back to normal. Okay. You know, that's been after three months. So we can expect that level of, that level of time frame that's that's looking at June, uh, July times for, mm-hmm. before we get back to normal. So, so hopefully, hopefully it works out for the yeah, best. Yeah, fingers yeah, crossed, man. It's, it's interesting you say that because um, I mean, every morning at six forty-five, we host a live stream session, um, which enables our students to be able to jump into our our trading sessions, um, where we stalk the the London session. And um, what we had actually heard was China had opened back up the gates. Um, and since doing so, they've had 25 new cases of of um, the the dangerous sea word. Sure. So it, it seems like you know, although you know they they may be progressing, until we officially globally lock down what's going on, it's hard to really see any economy moving forward. It's almost as if everyone's in a foot race to say, "I'm fine. I can get back to work. Let's get this money." Yeah. Sure. Donald Trump's yeah. definitely leading. Sorry to cut you out. Donald Trump's definitely leading that that agenda as well because he's like he's playing this down big time. But yeah, sure. Yeah, no, I think I think. Look, you know, it's a disease. You know, it's a disease. Yeah. You're not gonna. I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not a medical professional, but um, you know, you can't stop it. It's just like the flu. No, I'm not going to try and do that. But <laughs> it's just like a, you know, it's just like, <laughs> any other, it's like any other disease. It's like any other disease. Um, you, you, you know, people are going to get it. Um, but the, the, the key thing is, is can we neutralize it? Can we make it that? Can we make it so that people are not, you know, killing their parents? Uh, people are not killing their grand grandparents and, and things like that. And I, I'm a person that suffers with asthma. 
my son suffers uh, with asthma, my wife suffers with asthma, my mom suffers with asthma. Um, wow. So, so um, I know it can. I know what I know what it could do. So, but um, the main thing is like looking at Trump. Trump is looking to protect the. You know, I'm not a Trump supporter in any way, shape, or form, but. Um, Trump is looking to protect the, the economy and keep those cogs turning like we're trying to do in, in, in England. But yeah. um, he's doing it in the wrong way in the sense of giving people false hope. Yeah. This, is a, this is a dangerous disease. And, um, and yeah, let's just, let's just try to get through it and uh, hopefully, hopefully we're back on track. I mean, whilst we're talking, guys, I've just had an alert pop up on my phone. Um, gold has actually just reached 16 and 14. Oh, God damn. Uh, nice. it's, it's been quite some time, long awaited um, push up on gold. But yes, no, I mean, even with Trump just touching upon, upon the man himself, I wouldn't say I'm a fan. I definitely don't have the cap um, trying to make it very great again. But he did actually try to withhold the um, unemployment rates. Um, as we've all seen today, the unemployment rates have come out. Of yes. 3.2 million people. Um, Crazy. You know, without a job at the moment. Yeah. Um, I actually remember earlier on in the week, they the website which you can actually see these statistics was actually taken down. So it, it has been a long time coming. I mean, this is the worst statistics um, since 1970. So it's it's fair to say we are in you know dangerous times. If you watch Bloomberg or any news source, they all keep they all keep saying the same word: unprecedented. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if alarm bells haven't been ringing, then they definitely should be. Um, because from, you know, from a, a trading perspective, there's a lot of opportunities here to catch the right short. Massive opportunities. And um, and I think shorts and longs, you know. Yeah. Um, you, know yeah. you know, there's there's lots of opportunities both sides of the market. And, uh, yes, the US economy is going to be massively affected by this. Three, was it 3.2 million or 3 million, something like that? Yeah, 3.28 uh, yeah, million. It's, it's huge numbers because considering last month before they were absolutely terrified of coronavirus, um, you know, last month they were predicting that this month would be um, 280k. Yeah. So crazy. So yeah, so it's a massive, massive jump, and it's and it's, <laughs> and it's 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 big, big news. But um, the 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 thing is, is that the economy will keep going, and um, and hopefully they can. Hopefully we can just eradicate it as fast as possible and get the market back to somewhere you know sustainable. But uh, yeah, it's, I don't think it's. Def I don't think it's the time to start shorting the market ridiculously. That's no. not a signal. That's that's no. you know it's not a signal or anything. But uh, I just don't believe it's the time to do that because with all this, with all these helicopter money programs going on right now, mm -hmm. um, the market will sustain itself. Yeah, you know. No, I agree. I would definitely agree. One thing I would say is I don't feel like we've seen the bottom of the markets yet. Like, I don't think we're in any type of recovery yet. So, um, yeah, just, you know, it's not the greatest trading conditions coming from just a technical standpoint. It's very, um, you know, like every day, depending on what news is actually available to us, that's the, that investors are very still on the cusp of, do I, is this a good time to buy or do I just sit and wait? Do you know what I mean? It's, so it's a, it's a day traders market. I'm yeah. A hundred, yeah. A hundred percent. This is not, no, no, no. I'm going to take up a position and like position type traders. They're not in the market right now because it's too, too uncertain in regards to, uh, holding trades for a long amount of time. So with that being said, the federal reserve just touching on, you know, the, the, the weekly jobless claims of, 
3.28 mil. Federal Reserve, their fiscal stimulus package, right, they're quoting two trillion. Okay? Two trillion dollars. That is <laughs> wild. More than that. That's more a, than that. I'm just no, but I'm just saying, like when when the Federal Reserve and, and Congress <laughs> spoke, two trillion dollars, bro. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I didn't even nah, know there was a, I didn't even know there was such a number. Do you know what I mean? I really didn't. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's, it's it's more than that because in 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 the debt terms, it could be four trillion. Um, but <laughs> but in theory, in theory, it could be unlimited. And in, in, in what they've said, you know, um, they've, they've they've announced that they have unlimited cash. Yeah. Um. So so I guess cash is trash. Um. And and that's just how they're going to do it. They're just going to keep pumping pumping the um the economy with money. Mm-hmm. But the, 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 an issue an issue that I've I've raised with a few people I've been speaking to. Um, is that the way the economy is and the way the economy works mm. is kind of like a person, you know, on a hospital bed. Uh, I'm not trying to do any innuendos, but, um, you know, somebody's on a hospital bed and the economy is on a hospital bed and the person is dead and you're trying to just get defibrillators and keep that person alive as yeah. much as possible, keep that blood flowing. And that's what the stimulus package is are doing right now the economy needs to just be shut down and you know let's let's just focus on helping people making sure people have food making sure people have homes making sure people have this we don't need to keep trying to just pump money into the system we need to make yeah. sure people have real relief I so agree. um that's why that's why the that's why the dollar weakness trade is is so big because yeah. because as long as they keep doing this dollar weakness could be a it could be a massive trade going forward in the next next few quarters yeah, we agree. We're we're still waiting because, <clears throat> you know, with with the the everyone who who was the first to cut their rates was it the euro or was it um US like who who followed suit first I think it was the US you know in regards to in regards to to this, making it like the emergency uh, rate cut I think it was the Federal Reserve first yeah they yeah. They, they they done it quickly yeah they, they done, done theirs quick. very quick and then I think we followed suit no no the euro actually held their interest rate they didn't they, they didn't did, cut they did. it. Well, they haven't got any interest. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but just going off of, um, you know, the precautionary measures that have been took, like, is it really sustainable to have interest rates this low? Like, I don't believe so, because if we can't contain this 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 outbreak, then no one's really trying to invest in the economy. From a rich person's standpoint, I'm not talking about your average citizen. I'm talking about, sure. you know, if you had a lot of money, it's like, wow, what am I going to get involved with with your economy for? Like, there's no, there's no real growth going on right now. It's everything, everything's being depressed. So, yes. yeah, so high, high net worth, high net worth people, um, they don't, they, they, they like, they like low interest environments. Yeah. Um, the reason why is because they they benefit from um, loan guarantees, borrowing and, more and money, like that, borrowing yeah. more money, and 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 you know, having more having more assets and and having a, a surplus of cash and things like that. So, right. um. Yeah, it's a it's a it's it's a good environment for them, but it's it's not necessarily a good environment because there's just going to be a massive amounts of debt. Exactly. And, and once that explodes, then the economy explodes, and then the stock market goes down, and then the currency falls down, and then, you know. So. so, but in the in that sense, like okay, I get it. they 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 like when the interest rates are low, but if you were to actually you know invest or borrow or, or borrow money of a certain amount what are you really looking to put your money in in regards to except like the only thing i could see that would make sense would be to be 
um, buying real estate and, and buying into the housing markets? What else would you really put your money into? See, the thing is about real estate and the housing market, it, it's it's a it's a tricky one because um, because in the in this in this economy in the UK, uh, that's that's our backbone of our economy. Uh, you know that that's what that's what holds the pound. That's what holds the FTSE 100 essentially. Um, you know, our, some of our biggest companies are just massive real estate owners. Yeah. Um, but um, but the, the issue with this is now it's hard to look at history, but. You know, if we look at a, a high debt environment like Japan, it had huge, huge debts in the in the eighties and was one of the richest countries in the world in the eighties. In fact, maybe possibly the richest in in the eighties, and then had a massive debt debt crisis in the nineties. Yeah, and housing housing market crashed by eighty percent. So, debt does it help housing? Not necessarily if there's not a lot of liquidity, because what we'll see is a liquidity crisis in the market because most houses are liquid. No, not many people own their house outright. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, we can see a massive liquidity crisis, and that means prices will go down. And um, it's it's a hard one because in this environment, like everybody's seeing, so everybody probably listening to this podcast right now is probably watching the market and saying, like, how the hell is gold down? How the hell is crude oil down? How the hell is that? You know, all these things are down at the same time. That is a that is a liquidity crisis. That is a that is that is just showing that everybody's selling everything, and then because they're trying to essentially offload debt. So, yeah, that's that's what a liquidity crisis looks like. Yeah, and that's that's very interesting you say that um, because I was actually in a conversation with with a fellow broker, and this is where you actually, you you will come into play here, sure. um, Connor. Um, you know what I was told from from a broker, which I won't name, was that they had a look. They had said the U.S. markets basically at some stage throughout last week, uh, this week, excuse me, um, he was unable to place trades on all U.S. pairs, U.S. indices. Mm-hmm. Um, what and what he had told me, what the gentleman had said to me was, um, "There's no liquidity." Now I said to him, "You know, well, who's your liquidity provider? Because you're saying to me across the whole U.S. market." Um, you know, no one's allowed to, to open or short a trade. Now, when I went over to my EverFX account, I was able to, to open and close a trade. So I've gone back to him to say, look, I think you're telling the porcupine here because I'm able to open and close a trade um, sure. with my other broker. So it just really led me to, to, to want to ask the question, which was who's really losing out? You know, who's really... The, in this scenario, who's really the person to blame? I mean, you know, you're saying liquidity is running out. We're not able. To, I was in a trade. I was sure. in a trade for US thirty. I'd watched it go up in profit, a considerable amount of profit, and I was una- I was unable to close it. Now I had to wait surplus three hours to close the trade. And you know, in this case, is it the liquidity provider of the broker, or is it just the case? He's saying this is direction instructions from the US. The US markets have spoken. Sure. No one crossed the whole of the brokering industry are able to sell or buy. That's, that was a lie. That, that, that's not true. <laughs> uh, that's not true. And then and I'll tell you, I'll tell you what they're probably probably that uh, that brokerage is, and that's not a bad thing. That's probably him just covering his own back. So mm-hmm. so you know, let's not try to make it make it out like he said something wrong he's probably just telling you know telling you what he's been told um yeah. but um but what i think it the the issue is is there's two types of brokers and i don't know if we want to touch base on what what, what they are right now but I, yeah, I, I sure. might as well go for it, yeah. go for it. Um, yeah. there's there's one which is an ecn stp um so that's straight through um 
straight through processing or, or you know, the electronic communication network broker. Um, that's an A book broker. You know, they have an A book, which essentially means they make commissions based on the trades you make. So okay. they, they take they take parts of the spread um, on the trades you make. They make they make no money if you lose money. Right. Okay. So, um, you know, there's this whole myth that all brokers make money if you lose money. It's not true because. I've worked for three brokerages that are all ECN brokers. So, um, yeah, so that's one type of brokerage. Um, there's another broker that is a market maker broker, and that's okay because what they do is they don't actually have a quote-unquote liquidity provider. They they make the market themselves, and they or they have their own liquidity sometimes, um, and uh, what they do is essentially trade against their clients or trade against their accounts. And that's how they that's how they produce the liquidity because they're allowed to they essentially hedge those positions, um, and that's how they make the profit because most clients lose money and then they'll take the profit from the from loss they'll take profit from your losses. Um, so and then there's other brokers that just combine the two. So I worked with a brokerage that had an A book and a B book, which gets confusing sometimes because there's some clients that that think that think we're suddenly taking you know stop losses or you know closing their trades out, which doesn't happen. It's happened before, but it doesn't really happen that often. Yeah. Um, but um, but yeah, so it could be that he's a that that that, that brokerage is a um, it's a B book. You know, it could be that that it has a B book and it's focused on the the clients uh, being a market maker and they just can't provide liquidity, you know, themselves. They have no liquidity when it comes to, you know, um, making trades on in the US market. So that, that might be the case there. Sure. And just a question, just in regards to, I mean, you know, with you being, how long have you worked within um, the industry of being, being a broker? So didn't give an introduction of myself at the beginning, but my, I've been in the market for about seven years, um, okay. seven, eight years now. Um, started working with an advisory broker, which is essentially like an introducing broker, um, and uh, yeah, that was that was quite fun because we got to see two sides. We got to see a lot of a uh, lot of retail traders coming coming in and out of the office, and also um, got to see what the brokerages looked like and how the brokers operated. Um, I also worked for a, uh, a a broker called GKFX, which you might know. Um, and that was that was good because I was on the retention team, so I was helping them build, bring clients back that they've lost already. That was quite good. Um, um, eventually left them because, to be honest, it's my own fault. I was so focused in my own trading, and I was so focused in my own, you know, de developing my own systems and, and and looking at different markets like cryptocurrencies that yeah. I kind of um, I kind of said to them, you know, it's either you bring in crypto, you know, you bring in crypto. Or, or I'm, I'm going to go and find somewhere else to, to, to do this. So I, mm -hmm. I left there to, to focus on crypto. And um, yeah, then throughout that time, maybe maybe 2015, 2016, um, just started focusing on working with crypto exchanges and brokerages like there. Um, and yeah, worked work with a few brokers over the years. Um, up until now, I'm working with EverFX um, as they're moving into the UK. Sounds okay, good. Tell, tell me two, two benefits um, ever effects because I mean, you know, th this other broker which will not be mentioned, they uh, um, their spreads were ridiculously high when sure. it came to, um, to to looking at gold trading gold this week. How's the spreads sure. for you guys? So the spreads are pretty good. Um, I can tell you them on gold right now because I'm not looking at it. I'm going to be honest, <laughs> but um, but yeah, the spreads are good with ever effects. And the thing is about the reason why I like personally like it for on a retail trader's perspective is that they're consistent. 
Um, they suddenly don't just, you know, there's not a lot of slippage, which is essentially just, you know, it, uh, spreads increasing very quickly. Um, yeah. There's not there's not a lot of that going on in, in uh, with us because uh, for one we have a uh, we we have our own liquidity provider that's connected to a larger bank, okay. um, which is which is a good way of doing it. Two, it's an you know ever affects also an ECN broker, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, I think I think the uh, the good thing about the company is is the transparency. Um, mm-hmm. There's not you know there's not a lot that you don't know to be honest. Like a lot of traders think. Broker, you know, brokers are trying to take their money, and you know they don't want to do this and they don't want to do that. The thing is, with with EverFX, is quite transparent. You know, you can speak to somebody very quickly. Um, mm-hmm. Now we're mo- now now the business is going to be moving to the UK for the UK clients that are onboarded. It's going to be even better. Um, and I think the goal for them and and the business as as a whole is just to uh, just to create a a very transparent service that helps you know that helps retail traders from low to high. You know, perfect, perfect. So, I mean, we've we've been with you guys for quite some time, but I just want to reiterate, guys, if you haven't already, um, be sure to click the link um, in the description, which will give you access to open up an account with EverFX. Um, because at the end of the day, guys, it's all about versatility. Um, you know, when you're with a, a certain person, a certain company, such an entity uh, for some time, you sometimes get. Um, you sometimes get naive to actually looking on the other side of the fence to see what's actually open for you. Um, your mind works best when it's open, just like a book. You know, if you jumped out of a plane, you pull the parachute, you keep it open. You wouldn't jump out and dive all the way to the ground. So keep your options open. I mean, I, I've been with my previous broker for over a number of years, over two years to be precise, and the spreads were so high, it, it, it was murderous, you know. Not only that, they locked me out of being able to close my US dirty trade. So I found more benefits um, being with EverFX, and we're looking now to really push um, EverFX to be, you know, the main supporting broker that we're working with, just for the simple fact of their benefits, um, and they're also compatible with MT4. If, you, if you're hearing of a lot of these um, companies which aren't matching up to mt4 they have their own trading platforms they will sound great and they are great don't get me wrong each to their own but you want to make sure you're being able to trade um from mt4 or at least mt5 one of the two um you can't go wrong um we're going to wrap up this call today i thank you very much for for being a special guest we hope we can have you soon cheers connor appreciate Um, it man there's a few more questions, you know, we want to ask, and unfortunately, we're going to run out of time. But, you know, we definitely want to know the order books. We want to know who's shooting what, <laughs> and who's buying what. Yeah. You know, give us the edge, and we can help you out. Um, all right. But we'll talk about that off end. That's all right. Um, but, yeah, no, guys, be sure to click the link in our in our description so you can, A, um, jump into our Discord. A lot of free educational value in there combined with every Wednesday. We host a live Q&A session. And whether you're a student member or just simply someone who's curious, we give you the chance to actually learn, interact and trade, hence the name of the capital. Um, and more importantly, guys, make sure you guys are staying safe, stay isolated and learn a new skill set that can definitely help you in the future in terms of the tricky climate to come. Well said, Val, man. So, yeah, that's just us signing out from Lit Capital. Once again, Connor, appreciate you jumping on, bro, and sharing your Thank knowledge you and your insights. It was good, man. Hopefully, we could do it again sometime. Let's do it soon. Take care, Perfect. man. Yeah. Remember, every day is money day. Nice. <laughs>